This is the Thinking Out Loud podcast, and I am Dave Hallahan. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you, patrons, for your support. Today, we have a return guest, Rex Harson. You may remember him from episode 12, Beating Guns. You can definitely still check out his documentary, Beating Guns, on Amazon Prime. Today, he's joined me to talk about another documentary, this one on Netflix called The Family. And we discuss a little bit about what it is, uh, our takeaways from it. We were both a little disappointed by it. Um, I had high expectations. It fell short of them. I do think it's an important watch because while it under delivers on what it promised, I do think it points out trouble that Christians get themselves in when they try for power. Similar to the conversation I had with Brian Saunders about America as a Christian nation. This idea of Christians trying to influence the world or America or whoever through power just doesn't seem to work. And even where there are victories, it opens up Christians and the message of Christ to be distorted and to be used in ways that Jesus would never want it to be used, which I think is why Jesus led the way he did by giving up power not by seeking it, by flipping power on its head, by serving through love and not through power grabs. So uh, while it wasn't everything it was promised to be, I do think uh, there are takeaways from it and Rex and I discussed those. And here's my conversation with Rex Harson. All right, Rex. So you're back. You're uh, you're one of only two repeat customers we've had here on Thinking Out Loud. So this uh, is my sequel. Yeah, this is the sequel, and you're kind of you're being typecast. I feel like um, as totally like the do- the documentary guy. Yeah, I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. That is a that is a badge of honor to me. <laughs> good, good. Um, so yeah, you're our documentary guy. Uh. What what's been going on since the last time we talked? We talked. I don't even remember when it was. Um, in the spring, I guess. Uh, about your documentary, Beating Guns. Uh, but what have you been up to since then? Um. So I have been up to very little as far as like documentary wise. Uh, truthfully, right. um, Beating Guns happened, and I just needed a. I just needed a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. My family needed a break. It was a two year process, and uh, anyway, so. Yeah, so we actually found out that my wife is pregnant in early oh, July. That's awesome. Yeah, that was uh, completely unplanned, but we're, <laughs> but we're excited now about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, then and then just like work stuff, just life stuff has just kept me just slammed. Um, yeah, it's like for the last month, and I've got a few weeks more of like a lot of traveling and stuff. But I'm really just uh, you know I've learned to stop pushing things. So instead of trying to like force projects or force a next documentary, right. um, I'm just kind of stopping and just waiting and trying to listen, uh, listen to the cues of my family and see what our needs are here. And if like the spirit pushes me into a project, then I'm going to like pursue it. But I'm kind of at a point where I'm not really going to pursue anything too heavily yeah. um, because I feel like a lot of times we do things in our own strength and it becomes something that 
uh, the spirit can't even really use because right, it's just right. something that's in our own strength. So I'm just yep. waiting for him. And if he cues me up to do something, um, then I'm going to do it. And if not, I'm just going to keep waiting and paying attention to my family and, um, you know, just being here, which is the yeah. most important thing. So, yeah, cool. Um, so this is, ba- this will be baby number four. Yeah. Baby number four. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. Um, and you, you have three girls, right? Yep. I have three girls, three All awesome right. little girls. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is exciting. I know, um, we, <laughs> child one and child three were both big surprises for us. Um, so we know all about the surprise kids. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been nuts. Like we, we weren't ready to have another one, but now we're excited. So yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, and you were, you were just over here on the East coast not too long ago. Was that like work related? Yeah, I just work stuff. I was up there filming, um, with some people in New Jersey and Philadelphia. It's like New Jersey one day, Philly the next day. And it's just, I've been doing a lot of whirlwind trips like that. I was in Denver. I was in St. Louis. I got to go to San Diego. I got to go to Atlanta. It's just, I'm all over the place for the next two weeks. And then I have a break for about a month. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I bet you are. That is a lot of, lot of traveling. Um, so we, like I said, you are, you're our documentary guy. And so, um, I actually found out about this documentary, uh, on, or docu series on Netflix, the family, because you posted a trailer to it on Facebook. Uh, and as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, I'm in, I can't wait for this. And yeah. Rex, you're coming on to talk to me about it for those maybe who are uninitiated. Um, what is, we can, we'll kind of dig in and digest it and, uh, talk about it a little bit, but just like on the surface, what is the family? Well, the family, I can't even remember the guy's name. He wrote Doug the Coe. book on it. Oh, the guy who wrote the book, uh, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Scarlett. Yeah. So it's kind of his, he wrote a book based on his experiences with this supposedly secret, secret Christian organization called, uh, the family, um, where he had been initiated as a younger, as a younger man. And then he continued to sort of have experiences in it and he ended up leaving it. And then he just like dove into investigating it. Um, And it's, he paints it as this secret Christian organization that's there to affect politics in a way that's going to like benefit um, certain people and like push this, what he calls like a bland moral, like a bland Jesus agenda type thing. Um, But he paints it as being very much about political power, not about, you know, faith or, you know, there's particularly the Christian faith in any capacity. I mean, that's kind of what I got from it. It was very long. Like, yes, I was how they did five hours on it was really. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. What's your take? How would you describe it? Yeah. No, I think, uh, you know, the family uh, is this organization. I guess it started like pre- World, or like right around World War II, like 1930s or something like that. Um, but so it's been around for a while. It's I guess it's been known by a couple different names. But um, yeah, it has kind of this organization that is uh, a Christian organization, but uh, again, is portrayed as, and there seems to be some uh, credence to, uh, while they are pushing a Christian agenda, there is also this like corporate power struggle or grab as well involved in it. Uh, and then the documentary kind of explores, uh, the role it's had in some, uh, politicians, I guess the book 
was written in like 2008 or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the documentary kind of picks up for the most part. I think the focus is like the role the family has had after that book was written. Uh, And they're like their main thing that they're known for is the national prayer breakfast. Um, That's like the main thing that they run. Um, And most people, if you haven't watched the documentary, you probably haven't heard of the family, but you've heard of the national prayer breakfast. And so with the help of, uh, some senators every year, they put that event on, uh, each year. And so the documentary kind of just explores why they're doing that, uh, how they do that. And some of the behind the scenes workings there. Yeah. Well, what were you, what were your thoughts on it? I guess the, I felt like the documentary itself, uh, like the trailer that you posted, was um salacious and uh promised to like uncover these deep dark secrets i heard somebody i think it was um sky jatani i don't know if you know who that is but uh he kind of said that it felt like it was going to uh unveil kind of this like protestant illuminati exactly. uh, and i feel like it over promised and under delivered and Absolutely. so so as i watched um i kind of the question that came to my mind was, and probably the title of this episode is like the family, is it nefarious or naive? Because like the way it was portrayed in the trailer and even with the music used in the documentary was that they're, it's a nefarious organization. But I thought like at best they're naive and they can be taken advantage of. Uh, and maybe there, I think it's an important watch and I think it's important, especially for Christians to kind of evaluate what's going on. But I certainly think I question the motives of uh, Jeff Scarlett and the director whose name I think was Jesse Moss. But uh, that was kind of my my overall takeaways. Did you sounds like you felt similarly? I was completely underwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they like I thought there was going to be this like Illuminati type thing. Uh, going into it and then just the more they went at it the more they described what they saw and what was going on I was kind of like what's the big deal right and I'm I'm starting like questioning myself I'm like am I missing something am I is like my my compass off somehow where I'm just I'm missing some like you're saying like nefarious intent but it just didn't seem it did not seem really evil it didn't even seem like they were going after anything like bad. I mean, there was a few things in there that were a little shady, but right. it just felt like it felt like the uh, Jeff Scarlet or whatever his name is. He like he had this really bad experience with that like bullying thing or whatever, where they were like yeah, pushing yeah. him down, and it's like he just went on a quest for revenge to like try and take down this whole group. That yeah, I mean, I don't really like the whole like you know Christian right and like politics type thing, but it's like what he was accusing them of, especially Doug Coe, is just kind of like, what's the big deal, man? Like, get over it. Yeah, yeah. And that was the weird thing, too, is like, that would make sense. Like, if he had a bad experience, and I'm not saying it's right, but uh, like, I could understand that he had a bad experience. So then he's going to kind of try to get his revenge through the books and through this documentary. But even as he describes it, he says, like, he didn't have a bad experience. Like, his time at that facility in or the house in Virginia um while some of it was certainly weird it he seems to have say it was a positive experience it was just weird <laughs> um yeah. and that i f- thought like 
from a uh just like the documentary perspective on that like first i think it's the first maybe two episodes but where it's showing his time at that house um ivanwald or whatever where he's living with those guys like and that part of the documentary is like uh dramatized and they have actors playing and like that felt like uh even like the music they had playing behind it like Mm -hmm. It was all just like very, the music was very like eerie and I was watching it with my wife and she's like, if this music weren't playing, like, would we think anything weird about this at all? Like it's, it felt very normal, but that they were trying to skew the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, frankly, like it was very bad documentary filmmaking to me. (laughs) Like like it was, it was shot well. And it was, um, and it was, you know, like, you know, the music is quote unquote good, but it's like misused. And it's like, right to me, like in the documentary, like you're not supposed to, unless you're just very clearly like doing something that's like, um, like a Michael Moore type thing, like you need to be at least somewhat fair and balanced. And they just, it's like they were attempting to use all these cinematic elements to deceive you into having this particular point of view like it felt more like manipulation than it did like actual like storytelling like from right. a, from a like an at least somewhat fair i mean every film is going to have a point of view you know right. it's like beating guns has a point of view but it's like i also tried to be fair with it right and i feel like they were just not fair at all like they were just like very subtly trying to skew you to a particular perception of these people who frankly weren't doing anything bad. Like when they're talking about the, the people, like the, the people in the family meeting with dictators and stuff, I was like, so what? Like they're over there. Like, <laughs> what do you expect? I mean, like that's what right. Paul did and like acts, you know I mean? He's sitting there yeah. talking to these Roman leaders who are like tyrants. I mean, like, what do you like? What's like, it was just very, I don't know. Like I found myself just kind of confused and I, frankly, I found myself bored at times. Like it was five hours of this just, yeah, yeah. and, I, and I'm, I'm like waiting for a punchline. I'm waiting for them to be like, to sort of pull the, to pull the curtain back. And like, we see like the evil sinister, like plan or something, but it just, it never happened. So I'm just like, why, like, why did I just waste my time with this? <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I felt like, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so to, I, this is funny. Cause I actually, I thought you were, I feel the same way that you do. For some reason, I thought you would have disagreed. I thought you would have enjoyed it. Um, I, maybe just be, I don't know why. Um, but that's what I thought. But we're coming to it from the, the same place. But if you can try to uh, be fair, or even just to explain to people who maybe haven't watched it, what like what are the things that they're trying to say that, uh, this organization, the family are doing that we should be wary of, or what are some of, you said there were some things that were even a little sketchy. So what are those things that they're doing that maybe would raise some question? Hmm. You may have to edit some of this. I've got to think for a second. Um, so I would, if I was to say that it was like the, if, if there was something positive to come from it, like, which I feel like there's so many other good sources that have already told us this. Like, I don't, we don't really need this five hour um, 
documentary fest right, like right. to like explain it it's just that, like it's like mixing politics and religion is like it's that old saying it's like mixing manure with ice cream it's like it doesn't do a lot to the manure but it makes the ice cream pretty nasty right. you yeah, know it's yeah. like i mean it's just that basic message of like essentially like power does not belong in uh, the christian faith like it's antithetical to the whole message of jesus so you know, all of these people who are interested in power, um, from what, for like whatever capacity, like they're, they're trying to mix it with something that is essentially gets its power from being powerless. Right. If you want to look at it like that. And it's just like, it's just a big mess. It's just a big, um, misunderstanding of the entire message of Jesus. So yeah, like I think Doug Coe and probably most of those guys are in my opinion, I'm not saying I'm right, but in my opinion, they're mis they're misled and they're misleading. Um, but like, I know that I'm misled and misleading in my own right. life. You know, it's like, I, I, I'm a hypocrite in a lot of ways. I mean, I talk about, you know, like, you know, I talk a lot about nonviolence and stuff, but it's like, how many times am I emotionally violent right. when I lose my temper with my kids? You know I mean? I get it. Like, I'm not like, I don't have any judgment against Doug Coe or anybody else that's involved. Um, but I do think we have to like step back and be objective about it and say like, yeah, these things don't mix. Like what they're trying to do is a complete wrong way, in my opinion, of going about, you know, spreading the gospel because they're trying to do it from a place of power. Right. Yeah. And I would say that's kind of where, like when I say nefarious or naive, that's where, in my opinion, and I think I would agree with you that they're more naive in that they they think that this is the way to go ahead and spread the gospel. They think that through, they talk several times about the original founder of the family and Doug Co. just their, this idea of going after the powerful um, and kind of getting this gospel message to spread top down rather than bottom up, um, which is yep. not the way that I see that happening in the gospel. Uh, and even through church history, that that's not, how the gospel spreads effectively. Um, and and yet that's what this organization organization is trying to do. And going back to like uh, the fairness of the filmmaking, I they everyone who talks about Doug Co, uh, who was the leader of the family for a while, they come away thinking that, you know, this was a genuine godly man who was gentle and humble. Um and even like the the yeah. one of the guys who was interviewed who uh, worked for a senator who was a part of the family, but he himself was not a part of the family, uh, but he was a Christian and had a falling out with some of the people involved. So like if anyone had an axe to grind, like this guy certainly could have, but like he spoke very well of Doug Coe. And yet like the clips that we keep seeing of him are him talking about how the family needs to work like the mafia or like the Nazis. And granted, those are bad examples and he probably should have used better metaphors, but like that seemed to be like sensationalized. I feel like we watched that one clip over and over again because he mentioned mafia and Nazis. And so your brain can just shortcut to, well, he's a bad guy because he's talking about the mafia and the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't talking about like act like the Nazis in the sense of like round up all the Jews and put them right. in concentration camps. Like whether you like it or not, like what the Nazis did 
like the method was <laughs> right. effective because they were able to do it. Like that doesn't mean like what they were doing right. was right, but there was a smartness in the way they went about doing it. It's the same with the yeah. mafia, you know? So it's like, you can use, I mean, it's kind of like Jesus saying you need to be as shrewd as a right. serpent. Right. It's like, he's not saying like be a serpent. He's just saying, you know, the shrewdness of a serpent is something to maybe like, maybe to aim yeah, for, yeah. you know? No, that's a good point too. And like the shrewdness of a serpent, like how easily, like, if you really want to paint Jesus in a bad light, you could isolate that clip and then like connect it to the serpent in the garden and say, Oh, Jesus was on his side. Like, obviously that's not the point that Jesus is making. Just like that wasn't the point that Doug Coe was making, but you can take that in isolation and use that against him, which I think shows the agenda behind uh, the filmmaking here. And I thought too, like, I, I don't know. Cause like in your documentary beating guns, like I asked you, um, how many kind of pro gun, uh, gun rights activists you tried to get on. And you said you reached out to a bunch and they just said no. So in fairness to Jeff Scarlett and Jesse Moss, like, I don't know who they asked to come on and who said no, but with the exception of like Jimmy Carter, I feel like they didn't have any quote unquote, like progressive Christians or Christians from the left. Like it was all Christians on the right and like the more majority. And, um, you know, they had a clip of Bill Clinton thanking Doug Coe, but like none of the more progressive Christians that have been involved in the family were interviewed or explored. Like why were, why was this group like, uh, the Clintons obviously were both involved. I mean, President Obama went to the prayer breakfast twice. Um, Jim Wallace, who is a progressive Christian, is uh, has been connected to the family. And so you have these progressive Christians. Yeah. Tony yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have these progressive Christians, but we're not exploring why were they drawn to Doug Coe. We're only looking at this you know, the moral majority and the religious right and not the other side. Yeah. I mean, again, like I, this is what I've heard from people that I've spoken to people that were like involved with my documentary is like, they thought Doug Go Doug Coe was a good guy. Right. You know, and that he was genuine and like, it's just weird. Like, I think it was like maybe the last episode they're like sh- showing footage of Doug Coe at this place it's somewhere in Europe. I can't remember where it was. But it was like, they're just trying to be like, here's the, you know, here's the Dr. Evil. Here's, <laughs> right. the, like, here's, here's the man with the plan, the, like the Bond villain. And it's just like, no, like, like they don't give you anything to support right. that except for those few little references. And it was just, I don't, it was really sloppy yeah. and to me and very, it, it just felt very wrong. Like, like, you know, and, and I don't say that about a lot of documentaries, like, um, I, feel, you know, I kind of respect the, the, uh, the point of view of the filmmaker, but it just felt, it just felt tainted. Like the whole thing just felt very tainted and one-sided. And, and I'm really surprised that like Netflix made yeah. it. And I'm really surprised that he was able to get like the support that he needed to make this. Like it just, A, the content out of it and B, just the way it was done just felt very... I don't know. It was just the whole thing was weird. Yeah. To me. I don't think either of us uh, would, uh, for people who know us, they would not put us uh, in like the religious right category. Um, but so I'm not trying to like cry conspiracy here or whatever. Um, but do you think that 
those on the left, especially those who aren't religious on the left, like some could just eat this up. And even though like you and I watch it and we're like, yeah, nothing conclusive really came from this. Like we went down a bunch of rabbit trails and really ended up nowhere. Do you think that people could watch this and just kind of equate this portrayal of the family with evangelicals at large? Yeah. Well, I think that, I think what they did is they proved all the, um, this, this documentary and this whole series proved all the right-wing Christians who are constantly saying the left is trying to destroy them. The left is trying to, uh, you know, taint them and, and whatever. Like, I think they proved hmm. them right. Like, that's exactly right. what it was. And I'm the first person to, like, like go against what I consider the religious right. Because I think they're just so far off on so many things. In my personal belief, yeah. that's what I believe. I think that they're off. Um, I'm not saying they're bad, evil. I'm not saying they're not Christians. I just think the way mm-hmm. they do things is wrong. So I'm the first person to like be ready to like, you know, like, like sort yeah. of pounce on those things. This just was not like, I'm like on the side <laughs> of the people on the right yeah. on this, you know, yeah. which is, you know, cause I, it just, I think you would have to really, really just hate Christians in general to watch this documentary series and say and find it valid yeah. personally i think you have to have a really something inside of you has to be already very swayed in a certain way to think that this is somehow telling a yeah. true story yeah i even uh, and maybe this shows some of my uh personal biases but like i went in wanting there to be something you know like, <laughs> right yeah yeah, and like all right like let's uncover it let's call these people out let's do it and then like like i made it through even after like the first episode and my wife's like if it weren't for that music you wouldn't even think anything was sketchy about this i'm like maybe you're right but let's keep watching and like finally like it took i watched the first four episodes and then my wife was just out and she was like i'm done with that and so then it was like another couple weeks till i finally like finished the the series because like you're saying it was just like what are we even talking about here like we're not we're not showing anything conclusive like it, it was kind of just yeah uh, trying to create this like vague cloud of questioning but again nothing conclusive and that like that last episode they tried i guess to connect it to Donald Trump who you know he's an easy target and and I yeah. take my shots at him. Like I get it, but like just because he's bad, you can't. And his base is largely evangelical. That seemed like really the extent of their evidence that like something sketchy was going on and getting him in office, but they wanted it to seem like it was some sort of business deal or transaction to, to get him into office. But there was, they really offered no proof of that. Yeah. And frankly, I'm so over the whole, like, let's like from the Christian left, which I guess some people place me in that category. I don't really know, but like, I'm so over the, like, let's like unleash our fury on Donald Trump. Like I'm just over it. Like I'm done with it. Like I've had my feelings. I've worked out my feelings like about the whole thing. And I've just, I've realized like it is not Trump. Like Trump is not the problem. We knew who Trump was when we elected him. We've always known who he is. Like he's always been, you know, amoral at best, immoral most of the time. Um, And he's, and the Christian right, you know, has embraced him like, and whatever, like, but like that is the, the problem is that the church, the problem is the church's fascination with power. 
and their willingness to elect Trump or whoever, George Bush, whoever, into these places of power to try to push their agenda. It's not yeah. Trump. And like, I'm just, I guess it's just with the family thing, like bringing him into it. I'm just, I'm like yeah. over it at this point. Like, let's move on. Let's yeah. like, let's find something else to like work yeah. toward, you know, besides tearing this person down. Who's just really, he's just playing the game. He knows yeah. what he's doing. He's playing yeah. the game. And, and I think, it, no, Sorry. no, so that's fine. And I, I think the, like the filmmakers harmed their message. If there was one, uh, by, kind of being dishonest and portraying it dishonestly because like what you just said there i feel like if there is a takeaway that's what the takeaway is is if we're trying to um spread the gospel message in america or throughout the world through power then what ends up happening is we marry ourselves to people like donald trump who are amoral or immoral at best and and that's what we can't do. But if I'm someone who is like on team Trump, I'm not going to watch that documentary and be like, Oh, that was a really honest take at this. Like now I understand like from the outset it, I can smell the, if you go into that skeptical about the, the left, the leftist agenda of the media, then you're not going to be swayed by that. And I feel like they could have done a better job at putting that forth in a way that, could have been impactful if, if that was the message that they were after. But if it was supposed to just be a hit piece that, you know, those on far left uh, with an agenda are going to grab onto, then I guess I, they did a good job with that. And it's not even something that the filmmakers intended. It was when Jeff Charlotte was talking about um, the, uh, like their pushing of the bland sort of like the, the bland morality yeah. Jesus. Um. I actually found that very compelling because I think that both on the left and on the right, the Jesus that we believe in is not, maybe is not necessarily the Jesus that is actually who (laughs) he is. Like, I I think that like the whole, like, I, I think that both sides take what they want from him and then cut out the rest. And so you're left with these like extreme um, both sides leave out like the extremity right. of his message, which his message is like really radical and you can't place him on the right or the left. Like he's just, yeah. he just is like he is, he's the right. alpha and the omega. And I think that like when they were talking about that, it really triggered something for me because I think that even in my own life, I think I've maybe fallen into that where it's like, I forget the radical yeah. nature yeah. of his message. And I just kind of like I'm going with this sort of bland morality, which is like we've had bland morality teachers right. forever. Like Jesus really is something in someone completely different. Like he's completely different. And when you when you lose that uniqueness and you lose that um, what makes him and his message so compelling, um, which you do when you start trying to put him in a camp, um, you know, you really lose what makes him right. him. And so I took that away from it. And frankly, like, if that is the only thing I took away yeah. from it, it was worth no, it. No, you know, yeah, I, all sitting. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess uh, it would have been better to take that away in less than five hours. But, uh, but it is certainly yeah. that is a good takeaway. Um, so, if people haven't watched it, should they, or should they take our word for it? <laughs> yeah. I would say no. Yeah. I would not suggest this unless somebody wanted to like 
examine it from the right. point that we're doing it. Like I would not watch it for entertainment yeah. or information. Um, I will, I'll link to uh, a review that I think um, does a good job at kind of explaining it too. And it wasn't too long. Uh, John Fia, who is a professor at Messiah uh, college. Yeah. Okay. I read, I read his book. He has, uh, yeah, believe the, me. Yep. He did about um, so he wrote a review for Washington post. So I'll link to that. People can read that. And if you're still interested, it's not, I don't think either of us would warn people against watching it. Like it's, it's harmful or yeah. whatever. Um, but it, I think I agree with you that it's certainly it over promises and under delivers and, uh, is not, is not that great even just from an entertainment value. Um, well, thanks Rex. Uh, we'll have to, we'll find some other documentary to talk about or, or maybe I'll let you out of your box and we can talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll throw you some ideas if I have them too. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'd that'd be it. awesome. Let me know. You're, you're certainly welcome back whenever. Thanks again to Rex Harson for coming on and helping me think through the family. I know it wasn't glowing reviews, but feel free to go and watch it. It's on Netflix and let me know what you think. If you want to spend your time a little more wisely, I would suggest watching his documentary, Beating Guns, on Amazon Prime or on Vimeo. Thank you, as always, to Lowercase People and Ministry Crate for their contributions. Be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes. And hey, while you're here, why not check out patreon.com slash thinking out loud and consider becoming a patron of the podcast thanks until next time